There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the 7 o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Morning. Morning, y'all. Booter and oil. I'm Jace with Lex, Dawn, and Kenny. Yeah, the Pointer Sisters... Three Grammy Awards. They have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, mm-hmm. uh, and the, and they had thirteen top twenty hits between wow. seventy three and eighty five. Wow! So, oh, yeah. yeah, my mom used to play them all the time. I I loved it when she'd play Jump. Yes, yep. For Jump for My Love in eighty four, mm-hmm. Automatic. I remember that song. Uh, Fire. That was a. Uh, that was when I was a that was when I was a small kid. June and Bonnie Pointer um, started working in the clubs, and then uh, that's how the group started. So, oh, love them. They were on every show, every music show in the seventies and eighties. They were on Bandstand. They were on quite frequently. Uh, Johnny, uh, they were everywhere. Um, so, yeah, they were big, big. And I didn't even realize until I, I looked it up. They had thirteen hits, yeah. thirteen top twenty hits. I always thought they were bigger than disco. Uh, there were a lot of acts during that era that they were, uh, I felt that they were just on the scene because of disco. Uh, be, but with the Pointer Sisters, they, as far as I'm concerned, they were there first. And they were bigger than the movement themse- itself, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and yeah. they're credited. That's one of the, when I was watching one of the uh, the obits yesterday on some nightly newscast, they said part of the secret of the success, success, Kenny, was what you just said, that they weren't just disco. They were funk. Right. They were dance. They even got right. in, they had a country, they verved into, swerved into country, jazz. Um, they, they did it all, but you know, people think of them as disco, but no, they were right. way bigger than that. The blues, right. soul. So right. it was, yeah. A lot of those acts were just creations of producers uh, that would have a song and then put a, a group together to, you know, deliver that song to the masses and make money. But I, I, I never got the feeling that that was the case with the Pointer Sisters. No, I think talent was the lead there. And, and, yeah, and, and absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. 707, um, before we took a break, I was telling you about this Zoom interview that we did, that I did for with uh, Judd Apatow. Uh, that'll air on the Jason Show, by the way, on Thursday. But uh, for, for his new movie, uh, The King of Staten Island with Pete Davidson. And yeah, how's the movie, Jace? You know, Lex, I got to tell you, Lex, did you watch uh, Sunday Morning? Last week, I did not. Okay, no. go back, Lex. It's it, first of all, it's a good episode. Uh, but they profiled uh, Tony DeCopel from CBS this morning. Hey, kitty, kitty. Hey, kitty girl. <laughs> uh, Tony sp- uh, profiled uh, Pete, and I will say this, and I said it politely to Judd. Um, you know, I I wasn't the biggest Pete Davidson fan. 
I, 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 I don't know. He's fine on SNL, but I'm just, really wasn't a huge fan. Just like a Howard Stern interview, Lex, I walked, yep. I walked out of this movie. Didn't walk out. I got off off my couch. I got done with this movie liking Pete more because ah. this movie is very semi autobiographical. There are it's, well, it's based on his life. Okay, um, the death of his father who died in nine eleven, um, and all of the struggles that kind of. Uh, spun from that in his life. His relationship with his mother, who's portrayed in the movie by Marissa Tomei. Um, the fact that, you know, he feels kind of stuck, uh, and that's visualized by living in his mom's basement and hanging with all of his friends in Staten Island, um, which he actually still does. He lives, Tony pointed out that he lives uh, kind of in a basement in Staten Island still. And um, you really see... Uh, his pain and you see his failures and, and, and how he's trying to grow from it. And I, I really, I liked the movie now, Lex, I did think of you during this because, and Lord knows I didn't say this to Judd, but Judd Apatow has a way as much as I love him as a filmmaker, Judd could edit his movies 20 more minutes. All of them could be edited <laughs> yeah. down 20 trimmed, more, trimmed. trimmed to trim down 20 more minutes, right, Lex? Yeah. Uh, hashtag oh, yeah. funny people. Oh, um, oh, not so not, funny. Uh-uh. Not so funny. This one is is kind of the same thing. It's uh, it clocks in over two hours. Mm. And I, I'm just like, okay, okay. I could have gotten the Pete Davidson story at about an hour 50. You know, I could have... Yeah. Uh, and then you start to kind of lose me. It just kind of, there are moments where it kind of drags. But Pete's charm really comes through. And he's really good in it. Yeah, he's, I was going to say, how does he, because he's playing himself. He's basically <laughs> playing a version of himself. Okay, okay, now, did you go into this not liking him? Kind of. Because I don't care for him, really. Yeah. Um, I don't really think he's funny. Yeah, I said it much p- more polite to, to Judd, <laughs> but I uh, when you watch it, you'll see I was kind of like, well, you know, I, I just, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Dawn, I'm with you. I wasn't much of a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked out of the movie, like I made the the, the parallel with like a Stern interview. I, I like him more. I understand him more, and you do. Um, you understand why he kind of is the way that he is. Okay. And you have empathy for him, and you have an understanding of him that you didn't have before you start okay. the movie. Interesting. Um, hmm. It's called The King of Staten Island. and uh, Maybe SNL is just not the place for him. Is he better off in like more of a movie or... Yeah, I don't like know. A sitcom, maybe. But you know, one of the things I'll I'll say one of the things that I uh, that's in the 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 interview. It's one of the last things that we talk about that really surprised me. I said um, I don't, I forgot what I asked that prompted him to say this, but oh, maybe I asked him uh, in the process what surprised you about Pete because this was really the first time he's worked with Pete Davidson, and he kind of admitted that he was ready, Lex, for Pete to be a pill, but what ended up happening was he said that Pete was one of the most responsible actors he's ever worked with. He really? expect yeah, he said he expected oh, he specifically said late. He was a kind of always expected Pete to be late. He goes, but he was on it. He was early. He did his work. He learned his lines. Uh and and Judd said it helped that Pete was a producer, which gave him some ownership in the project. 
He uh, said, but he's worked for other producers before who <laughs> are kind of absent. But he really praised Pete Davidson's work ethic, and that surprised me. Um, I was ready to hear a horror story of Pete being, you know, because Pete has struggled. He's 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 struggled with mental health issues. He's mm-hmm. struggled with personal demons, which can manifest itself uh, into destructive behavior uh, in in a work environment. So I kind of sadly expected Judd to be saying he, you know, wasn't real responsible, but no, yeah. he was. Did he talk about how this whole thing started? Because we've heard the story before you know, about his dad. and Yeah, a good question, Lex. Judd said that it started, They he was just talking to Pete. He said they were just having a conversation. I think uh, uh, Judd was hanging around SNL, and Pete was talking about his life, and uh, that conversation led into, well, this could be a narrative. And uh, Judd said one conversation led to another one, and... Uh, and they kind of parsed down what the thread would be, the narrative thread, and uh, then a movie was formed. So, so yeah. you felt? Did you leave feeling like hopeful? Was it yeah. more funny or no, a a, a downer? Funny, or? A little bit of everything. I mean, it really was reflective of Pete's journey. And this one really, you know, I told uh, Judd. Judd's movies are usually about a, a theme. Uh, you know, uh, this is forty is about middle age. Forty um, year old virgin is about sex issues as an older guy you know whether it's funny or not this one yeah. he said is really about growing up growing up basically in your 30s <laughs> or your late 20s early 30s yeah. so yeah so the king of staten island everybody with pete davidson so should we all see this movie jace rent it lex it's long it's it's like okay. i said it's uh, rent it yeah I mean, well, actually, that's all. Actually, all we can do right now. So, right. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Okay. Well, there we go. Let's, <laughs> coming, so, up, yes. <laughs> coming up on coming up on seven fourteen. When we huh. come back. All right. Yeah, rent it. Uh, when we Read come between the lines, there, people. Thank you. Uh, when we come back, Daniel Radcliffe responds to J.K. Rowling. That and more when we return. Welcome back to the show, Jason and Alexis. In the morning on my talk one zero seven one, everything entertainment. Everything matchbooks. I'm Jace, Lex, mm. mm-hmm. Don, and Kenny. Remember when restaurants had little matchbooks that you Boy, like at the bar? I, yes. I think cute. about this a lot. There's no more match. I do seriously. Really? Yeah, there, because there aren't yeah. anymore. You're right. Well, look. I listen. Hear that? Uh, yes. I've got a pack of wood matches right here at my desk, and you don't see them anymore. No. Anywhere. No. Anywhere. It was such a great marketing scheme. I loved it. I have a confession. You have a confession? Yeah. Oh, God. Turn the music off. A friend of mine who wanted to get rid of something asked if I wanted a collection of his that his grandfather collected over his entire year as a traveling salesman. Okay. I have approximately 10,000 matchbooks. Oh, that is so cool. I do. Oh, I love oh. that. Um, oh, that. I don't know what to so do. Cool. I'm, they're in my mom's basement. Awesome. I mean, I've looked at me. websites and it's like, uh, some of these are worth a lot of money because they're old oh. school, like 1950s matchbooks. And you can tell because the striker pad is on the same side that the door opens. Yeah. And eventually, sometime in the 70s or 80s, they moved the striker pad or whatever that's called to the backside so the whole book wouldn't light on fire. That, Isn't that a, is a dumb awesome, Don. I, I tried to huh. 
put them in categories at one point. I have them in like Ziplocs. I'm like, okay, this is the St. Louis area from 1950s. I mean, some of them are really weird advertisements that are like a lot of them. They could be worth a lot of money too, uh, Don. You can sell those. Put them in a fire safe. I need to. I need to do something with those. Maybe I'll when I. Go back to Missouri at some point in my life. Dirty old Missouri. Dirty old Missouri. <laughs> Dirty old I'll, Missouri. I'll definitely get those matchbooks. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, <laughs> I know. I, I know. love weird collections I like know. that. That's I mean, so you cool. would be amazed at how many I have. It's it's crazy. What if you could? What if you could retire right now today on that? I mean, on all the matchbooks. Yeah, I mean, honestly, huh, I've looked at websites and I'm like, wow, some of these are worth some money. I'll just. And then yeah. you just move on with your life. Lex, I know this is a broad question, but since you and Angel uh, do this uh, yeah. with, with toys, has he ever, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, has he ever stumbled upon a find that he has realized is worth some some money? Oh, many times. Many times? Yeah, well, and uh, specifically Matchbox uh, uh, b- books there, Don. I have seen them at antique shows for individually being sold for like 5 to $10 each. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on what you've got. I, I mean, mean I've you got, could really I probably have 10,000, no lie. Uh, oh, yeah, and especially if they're from oh. the 50s and it's, 60s and still like I, intact. Oh, yeah, and I have three huge boxes of them. And my mom's wow. probably like, get these out of here. Oh, they're, yeah. Yeah. Those need to go into a safe. Yes. Yeah, my okay. favorite, I had a wide uh, matchbook with a, a KSTP radio, AM 1500 <laughs> um, images and their schedule lineup from the 30s. Seriously? Was, yeah, it was really, really cool. And I, I was very, very worried that something would happen to it. So I gave it to Jenny, our owner. And she has it with her collection of uh, old uh, KSTP radio stuff. She's got a really cool cool collection. That is awesome. But every time I'd see them, I'm like, oh, what if the basement floods? Oh, what if there's a Mm -hmm. fire? What if something happens? And and it just drove me crazy. And finally, I brought them in and said to Jenny, here, take these. I need (laughs) to get these out of my house. (laughs) Yes, it was. It was. That is so... I love that, Dawn. What a fun little revelation. i got to make a note to myself to get those. Or maybe yeah, sure my daughter's those. coming in. You know what? I'll have her bring them. Yeah, She's have her bring them. Next, month. Month. next yeah. month. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I know there's been a lot of stuff, Jace, yeah. that uh, Angel will bring home, like a bucket of old toys. And I'm like, ew, what is the ew? Yeah. And then um, <laughs> he'll clean them up and then I, he'll turn that into a few hundred dollars. And I'm like, wow, okay, I stand corrected. Um, there's some really just like, unique toys that they didn't make a lot of back in the you know 60s 70s 80s yeah and that uh, you know if they're in really good condition there's has been a lot of surprises you know he'll also buy collections from people too um and so to go through those has been really fun like old like they're new but they're old you know like it's vintage sure. product but they're still in their boxes and still look really great and lex what um, was the catalyst for uh, did what was the catalyst for on interest in doing this well, he's a toy guy through yeah, and through. He yeah, just yeah. loves them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely has way more toys than Zen will probably ever have in his lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, he just, you know what's funny is before we got married, we never, I, my mom loved to go to, and still loves to go to flea markets and thrift shops and garage sales and things like that. And, you know, I would kind of go trepidatiously, but I still, I, I loved going eventually. You know, in the beginning it was like, oh, you know, but now I, I love to go to them. Yeah. And um, we didn't really kind of, share that with each other just really didn't come up you know we met in college and so um then 
yeah, he turns out he same thing. And we would go to shows together and then we just thought, hey, what if we tried this? Yeah. And this was like seven years ago now. Yeah. It's like, let's just try it. And then, yeah, you know, at first I thought it would be just a passion play, just something, you know, we could do together that would be, you know, we'd lose money, but it still would be fun. You know, we're following our dream, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it has turned out to be very, very nice. Yes. It's hard work. Yeah. And building know? it yourself. Yes. I especially know traveling. so hard doing all this stuff, finding it. Right. Shipping it out to people, selling on eBay. It's so true. But you know what? Like you were talking about with the um, the change of maybe junkets and the movie industry and how yeah. they promote their, their projects, we are really doing a lot of changes with our business, too, um, because, you know, a lot of the shows and things we're finding... It, we're just we're just being smarter about you know what we're doing and the time that we spend yes and the energy um you know we're doing so, sales from our garage and you know yeah. it's just like online and so things like that have been really I have a nice question for you how does yeah. uh, how do you guys like watching antiques roadshow when somebody goes to a a place and buys a, like a Tiffany Voss, like I saw last night for ten dollars, uh, and you bring uh-huh. it to the road show, and it's worth ten thousand dollars. <laughs> does does Anhill get uh, jealous, or is that encouraging? Does how oh, he gets that? he gets jazzed up? That's for sure. Because yeah. then he starts yeah. thinking, oh my gosh, that is like you know, it's just kind of a it's kind of a a map to go. Okay, we're looking for those when we <laughs> start, yeah. you know, getting out yeah. again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, he love we watch that all the time american pickers that's a really fun show on the mm-hmm. history channel too uh Those with mike and frank have, uh, uh, if they ever come to my farm i'm gonna greet them with a shotgun at the end of my driveway <laughs> oh <laughs> really guys, they make me so mad oh i have the uh, opposite feel... reaction really no, because they buy it for next to nothing they, yeah. they screw you and then they turn around and make their fortune off it that hurts my feelings oh you know and, they're and pretty they, transparent about it though don't you think But they've driven up the prices of all this cool stuff like yeah. signs and anvils and all this stuff that we used to get for nothing to hang in our shops and now all of a sudden it's a thousand dollars for some rusty old cruddy sign and now i'm angry about this yeah <laughs> you know what that is a good point I- <laughs> I think we we like to watch because it's like, wow, that's worth something. You know, there's a lot of things where you're like, wow, okay. Um, But I see, yeah, Mm -hmm. for someone who collects it. Yeah, because they probably like all the things you do. Motorcycle gears and... Yeah, Don't get kidding. Uh, old new signage. Topic. New topic. New topic. New topic. <laughs> I love this. Okay. I love it. Okay. Much. Blood's I thought boiling it was... now. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. But watching those and then the toys that made us—that is a That's fun a show, show on Netflix. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, if you you know want to live, it, a lot of it is just nostalgia. That that is so fun. Like when we have our booth up, or when you know people come to our sh- online shop and they look and they're like, "I remember this as a kid." Yep. And and they'll tell stories about you know how they played, and it, it really is kind of it's a u- a unifier. It's really fun to to hear, you know, or oh, my friend had this and it broke or, you know, like it, they just have really funny stories. It's about like a good song that takes you back. Their toys. Yeah. 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 729. We're going to take a break. When we come back a little laughing with Would You Rather next. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. If you want to win the game, you got to take a good aim and get the most marbles with your hippo. Playing Hungry Hungry Hippo. Hungry Hungry Hippo. Hungry Hungry Hippos is the name of the game. And whosoever hippo gets the most marbles wins. Playing Hungry Hungry Hippos. 
Hungry, hungry hippos from Hasbro. Da, da, da. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. Da, da, da. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. Hey, right here, Rocco. <laughs> it's very rude. Hungry, hungry mm. hippos. Mm-hmm. Is the that official? Was fun. Oh, that was fun. That Ooh. was good. Do they even Is make that? that? Do they make the hungry, hungry hippos anymore? I think it came back. Yeah, did my it come nephews back? and niece play it. Really? Yeah, okay, and it's definitely not a vintage version. No. Okay. Uh. Uh-uh. Hungry, hungry. Man, oh, we used to break ours all the time. I know. Oh, it gets so aggressive. <laughs> it is. My uh, my sisters got mad when uh, I, I replaced the marbles with firecrackers and uh, oh, pretty much destroyed my goodness. everything. Yeah. yeah. What that are a, you? That was a problem. <laughs> Some kind well, of child bully. Oh my Come God, on, well, Kenny. You, when you have younger sisters, it's your job as an older brother to harass yeah. them at every single turn. We would have been best friends, Kenny, I think. <laughs> you little <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, Lex, uh, you are uh, right. Uh, oh, Hungry good. Hungry Hippos is available at uh, participating Targets on eBay as well uh, for sixteen around $16, mm. the new version of Hungry Hungry Hippos. It came back out in 2015. So, yeah. Recommended right. for four and up. So, uh, right. 7.36 is the time. Uh, let's laugh a little bit uh, vis-a-vis a little segment, uh, a little ditty that we call Would You Rather? And here we go. It's time to make a choice. Would you rather? Jason and Alexis present Would You Rather? Would you rather? It's a beautiful thing. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed, Nailed it, Lex. It. Nailed it. Uh, here we go. Let's get started. I'm going to pull up the app here. People ask me where I find these questions. It's from a beautiful app called, well, Would You Rather? Uh, and this is, um, this is Danger. Would you rather? I'm just going to read whatever pops up. Uh, Here we go. Would you rather yell a swear word between every other word or get punched in the face after every swear? (laughs) Mm, uh Well, I guess you could monitor and not swear anymore if you don't want to be punched. So I'll choose that one. Uh, Yeah, same. It's going to be hard. I'd get punched a lot. You'd change your tune. Oh, you get punched. You get punched, and you're like, whoop. Yeah, you're right, Lex. It'd be like if you're a mosquito and you go to the the zapper thing. Oh, Um, yeah. Because sometimes cuss words are like a comma to me. Um, Kenny, what do you think? Oh, I, I'm exactly like you, Jason. I, yeah. and, and I'm going to keep it up. Uh, I've been trying to perfect swearing, and I'm almost there. Uh, so, so I'm going to keep doing what I've been All doing. Right. <laughs> Every, other get, Every other yeah, word. Every other word. I don't need to get punched in the face. No. Uh, we've had a version of this uh, throughout the years. I, I always love these, though. Here we go. Would you rather fight 500 duck-sized horses... Oh right! Oh. Yeah, or or Lex what? fight uh-huh. one horse-sized duck. Oh, I love these! I love these so much. Oh, Lex, man, that is. Gosh, I I think five hundred Lex. I know. I think I've said the little ones before, but I'm gonna go with the big one. Yeah. I'll... 
let's get okay, let's they, uh let's let's get our fight on uh, one big, horse size duck. horse size duck. We're talking sure. Clydesdale size. Maybe we size. become friends. Yeah, maybe. Oh no. And take me yeah. on a ride somewhere. McLean. Uh, as a gamer, I do want to fight that huge um, horse-sized duck. He's like the big it's like boss. The boss at the, the bo- end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kenny has a soft spot. You as find a, it. It's Bowser. As a, yeah. As a, as a duck hunter, I probably deserve both. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I deserve both, but I'm gonna take my ch- I'm gonna take my chances with the big one because I like I like uh, Lexus's idea where you tame it like uh, in the cowboy movies oh, where, oh. where they, they hop on and try to ride it oh, try to ride it until it calms down. I could be the duck whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. God. Uh, I'm doing the big one as well. Yeah, because we don't want to fight little mini no, horses, do we? No. That sounds terrifying. Five hundred oh, does. Those? It's like a little herd. Here yeah. We, oh, Mm-mm. this is interesting. Would you rather always have fingernails ten inches or longer, or have a snorkel on your face permanently? Oh, a snorkel on my face. Yeah. Uh, I better learn how to type with long nails. Yeah. Give me those Lee press-ons. I can't have a snorkel on my... I'm suffering. I mean, not suffering. I'm struggling enough to dealing with the the masks. The masks. Yeah. Yeah, No. Yeah. Going to go with the long nails. At least I can embellish them and make them look real cute. I was waiting for that. Yes. Don McClain? Yeah. I have to have the nails because, you know, you want to kiss and... Yeah. Have conversations, Kenny. Oh, yeah, in that order. you're going to have to tell me the question again. I've got. I'm watching these crashes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ten, ten inch. Uh, always have fingernails ten inches or longer, or have a snorkel on your face permanently. Yeah, I'll go with snorkel. Yeah, oh. okay. snorkel. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this will be the I'm final. I'm not kissing anybody anyway, McLean. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is a good one. Here we go for our final one. Okay. Would you rather blink at three times the normal rate? Ooh. Or not be able to blink for five minutes, but then have to close your eyes for ten seconds every five minutes? Oh gosh! No, I love these so much. What? That would screw driving up. (laughs) Yeah, I just blink three times normal time. Yeah. Oh man. Don. I guess blink. I'm doing it right now just to practice. (laughs) We're all doing it. Yeah, I'll blink fast. I don't want to have to. That's painful to keep your eyes open, and then you have to. Okay, I'm getting a headache from the blinking fast, so I don't know what's worse, Kenny. Oh, oh, I'm going with fast blinking. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So it looks like you're always guilty of something. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or flirting. Or flirting. Which I usually am. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. I hope you're happy with your choice. Would you rather? This has been Would You Rather. <laughs> 7 42. Hang tight. Stay there. Get another cup of OJ with pulp. We'll be back after these words. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I'm Jace with Lex, Dawn, and Kenny. Thank you so much for being here, everyone. We greatly appreciate it. Um, and uh, don't forget, I said it a little bit ago, our Pride shirts are now available for purchase. And just go to MyTalk1071.com and, and your keyword Pride. 
and uh, they're beautiful. They're real cool this year, and the proceeds go to Twin Cities Pride. So yeah, they look great. They're great. I mean, we always Brooke and the team always does a really good job. So coming up on seven forty eight. Now uh, we also still have, <laughs> in the midst of everything, we are still dealing with a COVID nineteen, and we're still dealing with social distancing and and people not being able to go out and quarantining. And uh, so we've been also uh, shining a light on different programs that need help, and that includes uh, Little Brothers Friends of the Elderly, uh, which has a great phone program set up now where you can become friends with a senior that uh, that would, you know, just like to talk to someone. Uh, but there's yeah. one senior, Lex, right? That doesn't, uh-huh. She's doesn't, ours. She's ours. She doesn't need a friend. She has us. <laughs> and that's Liz. And Liz joins us this Aww. morning. Hi, Liz. Hi. How are you guys? Good morning. Good morning, Great. Liz. Liz, I wanted to ask you because, you know, one of the things that we, I think I can speak for the show, for all of us, that we have admired about you as we've gotten to know you is how socially active, how civic-minded you have always been. So uh, I, I'm sure you have some wisdom um, uh, in this arena. What what do you what have you been thinking as you have been seeing the uprising uh, over the last few weeks following the the killing of George Floyd? The young people of every color, every religious background, every political background, uh, standing up, taking to the streets in peaceful protests. Um, and demanding change. What do you feel about this as you've experienced many transitional moments in our country? Well, the first thing I feel is sadness because this issue has been going on for so many hundreds of years in this country. Mm-hmm. And uh, it reminds me of when I, to- when I told you I was working in Chicago in the 60s. Yeah. I have have a very sad story of a young man that was in one of my youth groups that I was working with on the south side. I found him sitting on the steps of of our church one day looking very sad. So I went over to talk to him, and I said, well, what's the matter? And he says, I'm really afraid. And I said, well, what are you afraid of? And he says, well, he says, I got a scholarship to MIT. And I said, you got a scholarship to MIT? That's wonderful. But he said, I'm afraid. And I said, well, if I were going to MIT, I'd be scared out of my mind. That's such an (laughs) important school to be going to. But I said, I know how how you can be afraid. I said, You know, you and I are much alike. We all have feelings. And he said, yes, but I'm black. And I said, I know. And I said, but your feelings and my feelings are exactly the same. We feel about the same for when we're happy, when Mm -hmm. we're sad, when we're afraid, when we don't know what to do. And I put my hand on his shoulder and I said, David, the only difference between you and me is that you're black. And I said, I know how frightening it is for you. It's not only afraid that you're going out of town to a new school. You're afraid because you're black and you don't know what's going to happen when you go there. Mm-hmm. And that young man was so put his arms around me and said, thank you. I said, but I hope that all goes well with you. 
Oh. And oh. and that's the same story I've been hearing all my life from people is I'm afraid to do something because I'm black. And it's still happening, and it frightens me to think that we have not moved at all since the 60s when Martin Luther King brought us to Washington, D.C., to talk about having freedom and the right to be the same as everybody else. And today it's the same. And I hope they finally learn something, that we are the same. We all have the same dreams, the Mm -hmm. same wants, the same cares, the same issues, and not keep, you know, being condemned just because we're a different color. Wow. Wow. Did you ever keep in touch with David, or do you know how he's doing? Pardon me? I said, did you, have you kept in touch with David? Do you know how he's doing? Well, no, I never saw David again, because when I left, um, I left and went to a whole different part of the country, and so oh. I never got uh, heard from him again. Mm. You know, wow. so I've often wondered my entire life what happened to him. Oh wow! Yeah. So, what kind of other things did you do? This was through a, a church group that that you worked. What was the mission of of the organization you were in? Well, I was training to be a director of Christian education in the Presbyterian Church, wow. and so that was one of the internships that I took. To, to help understand, you know, the public that I was working with. Wow. And so um, I also worked at another church that was completely opposite. It was in Oak Park, and that was a wealthy community. Right. So I saw the, you might say, I saw the bad and I saw the good. But it's really frightening to think what the difference was, because there those kids didn't have a clue what the world was all about. You know, mm-hmm. they just lived in their own little bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, you know, and that's the same story that's going on today. I can't see any difference. Yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> right yeah. Lex, were you going to say something? I was just going to say, for a lot of people, too, that bubble's being popped, or at least there's some um, realization, some awakening of, you know, what's actually happening. Do you feel that this time around there's just a different energy behind it or that things could change? Are you hopeful? I'm very hopeful, but I have my fingers crossed that it, that we will do something uh, objective and do something right for the first time because, like I said, my whole life I've been dealing with this, yeah. you know, and I nothing has changed. So if we don't get some decent legislation passed that gives equality to everybody, I'm going to be extremely upset. Because yeah. I've walked on marches myself and everything else, and nothing ever changes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wow. we're we're putting our faith in younger people who have yep. uh, uh, who seem to have bigger hearts and bigger understandings uh, than mm-hmm. than past generations, uh, and it's it's. It's 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 good to see. It does give you a little bit of hope, Liz. Thank yeah. you as always for your perspective. Wow, my oh my! You. This morning it's been. Uh, you're always valuable to us, and we always hear you. But this morning we're really hearing you, and we appreciate your time, Liz. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, sweetheart. You. There's Liz. There's our buddy, and you can't have her anyone. She's ours. She's our buddy. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's right. right. Well, I'm not going anyplace. No, you're not. Oh. Yes, that's right. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. I'll talk for to you next week.
for more information. Okay, thank you. For more information on Little Brothers Friends of the Elderly, go to mytalk1071.com. It's under our resource page. And speaking of resource page, there's a whole bunch there, uh, all sponsored by AARP. Listener Rewards is also uh, there as well. AARP is given $500 to one lucky listener. It could be you. Sign up for Listener Rewards on our website. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after these words. Day.